Chapter Sixteen of Aunt Jane's Nieces on the Ranch by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Sixteen: An Unexpected Arrival. As the night advanced, the two girls continued to talk in low and subdued voices because of their anxiety and growing fears. They kept the candles trimmed, for the light lent them courage. They were not hungry, although they had eaten nothing since noon, but they were beginning to suffer from thirst. The baby wakened with shrill screams, and the only way to quiet her was to give her the bottle, which was now less than a third full. Mildred was in a quandary whether to withhold the remainder of the food from little Jane, so as to prolong her life as much as possible, or to allow the baby to eat what she desired, as long as any of the food remained. She finally decided on the latter course, hoping the morning would bring someone to their rescue. After the little one was again hushed in slumber, and cuddled in warm blankets on a seat beside them, the two imprisoned girls renewed their desultory conversation. They realized it must be long after midnight, but Mildred avoided looking at her watch because that made the minutes drag so slowly. Finally, a dull sound from the other side of the wall reached their ears. It seemed that someone was pounding upon the adobe. Both girls sprang to their feet in excitement, their heads bent to listen. The pounding was not repeated, but a voice was heard, a far-away voice, as of one calling. Mildred answered the cry at the top of her lungs, and immediately Inez followed with a shrill scream that roused a thousand echoes in the hidden passage. And now Toodlums joined the chorus, startled from her sleep and terrified by the riot of sound. They tried to listen, but the baby's cries prevented anything else from being heard, so they devoted themselves to quieting little Jane. It took some time to do this, for the sobbing infant was thoroughly frightened, but finally Inez succeeded in comforting her and the bottle of precious milk was sacrificed to put baby to sleep again by this time the sounds on the other side of the wall had ceased but the girls were now full of eager hope believing they had succeeded in letting their friends know they were imprisoned in the wall within the hour more dull pounding began and this continued so regularly that mildred told inez the rescuers were surely trying to break through the adobe they listened alertly to each blow, and for a time forgot both thirst and fatigue in the excitement of the moment. Daybreak was near, for already a grey light was creeping in through the gratings overhead. Suddenly a crash like a thunderclap resounded from the end of the passage. From the gloomy recess behind the couch a man's form appeared, struck the bed, was rebounded by the springs into the air, turned a complete somersault, and landed on the floor of the passage in a sitting position facing the two startled nurses he did not seem to be hurt but was evidently bewildered he glared in amazement at the girls and they glared in amazement at him then slowly he turned his eyes to view his surroundings and blinked stupidly at the candles the antique carved furniture the baby bundled upon a cushioned seat and finally rested his eyes again upon the faces of the nurses why it is senor bulran cried inez clapping her hands with joy he have come to save us 
pardon me said the man in a rather quavering falsetto i am not sure whether i've come to save you or to share your peril where am i please in the hollow of the wall sir replied mildred who had never seen the big fellow before it is the secret apartment constructed by senor cristoval who built this house well slowly getting upon his feet and with another curious glance around i can't say that i consider it a desirable place of residence certainly it's no place for our precious toodlums and he bent over the sleeping babe and tenderly kissed its forehead then straightening up he said in as determined a tone as his high voice would permit we must find a way to get out of here can't you get out the same way you got in asked mildred he looked at her in perplexed astonishment how did i get in he inquired don't you know i've no idea i was sitting in the window of the blue room resting when there was a bang whirligig fireworks and here i am your uninvited guest the blue room cried mildred yes did you happen to notice my arrival i don't mean its lack of dignity but the direction i came from you came from somewhere behind that bed i saw you strike the mattress and and bound up again to be sure i remember bounding up again i i didn't care to stop you see i was anxious to to see if baby jane was all right mildred could not repress a smile while inez giggled openly however continued the big man good-humouredly the direction affords us a clue pardon my absence for a moment while i investigate he took one of the candles cautiously made his way over the couch and stood upon the oak chest at the end of the narrow chamber here he was able to examine the heavy planking set in the adobe through which he had doubtless made his appearance but which now appeared as solid and immovable as the wall itself runyon's first act was to pass the light of the candle carefully over every joint and angle with the idea of discovering a spring or hinge but no such thing seemed to exist then he took out his big jackknife and began prying when a blade snapped he opened another only to break it in his vein twisting and jabbing finally he threw the now useless knife from him and began pounding with his fists upon the planking at the same time shouting with the best voice he could muster perhaps the pounding might have been heard had not his friends at that moment been seeking for his mangled form in the garden among the rose vines after listening in vain for a reply runyon came back to the girls saying this is certainly a singular occurrence i came in as easily as i ever did anything in my life i assure you but the way out is not so easy however we won't have to endure this confinement long for the boys are breaking down the wall in two places then in reply to their anxious questioning he related the incidents of the night how the discovery was made that toodlums and her two nurses were missing of the search through the country in automobiles how the major had heard the ghost of baby jane which had given them their first intimation of the truth and of the desperate and vain attempts made to get into the secret chamber mildred in return explained the accident that had led to their imprisonment and of their failure to find any means of escape 
there must be a way out of course she added for senor cristoval would never invent such clever and complicated ways of getting into this hollow wall without inventing other means of getting out true enough agreed runyon but i can't see why he thought it necessary to make the means of getting out a secret these rooms were probably built as hiding places and there are at least two separate entrances but whoever hid here should be master of the situation and have no difficulty in escaping when the danger was over unless said mildred thoughtfully the rooms were also intended as a prison well perhaps that is it said the man old cristoval may have thought the occasion would arise when he would like to keep one or more prisoners here so he concealed the exits as carefully as the entrances let us admit young ladies that it's a first-class prison but his tone changing to one of kindly concern how have you stood this ordeal you must be worn out with anxiety and desperately hungry too as he gazed into mildred's face it occurred to him for the first time that jane's new nurse was an interesting girl she was not exactly beautiful but attractive indeed at that moment mildred was at her best despite the night's vigil the hard defiant look had left her eyes for the first time in years driven out by a train of exciting events that had led her to forget herself and her rebellion against fate at least for the time being we are not very hungry she said smiling at the big boyish rancher but we are thirsty i'd give anything for a good drink of water and baby is now devouring the last few drops of her prepared food when it is gone there is nothing here that she can eat well said he spurred into action by this report i'm going to explore this place carefully for if we can manage to find a way out it will save weldon and his men from ruining that wall and also save time for the blamed adobe is so hard and thick that it will still require hours for them to make a hole big enough to get us out End of chapter 16